Amen. Yes. Man, it's so good to just really, truly celebrate people taking this next step, trusting the Lord as their shepherd. That's what we've been talking about in Psalm 23. So if you have a Bible, you can turn to Psalm 23. That's where we're going to be today. You see people who are making this decision all over, really, not only at our campuses, but all over the world. There's probably people being baptized uh, at churches, but people who are being baptized are putting their trust in Jesus as their Lord and Savior, knowing that he's going to lead them to green pastures, still waters, but that he's also going to lead them even in the dark valleys of life. So that's what we've seen in Psalm 23, is that that's what our shepherd does. Our shepherd cares for us, guides us. He is near to us at the peaks and also the dark valleys. He gives us peace and he gives us rest. There's so much we learn from Psalm 23. David ends this psalm with a declaration of hope in the last verse. And so we're going to look at Psalm 23, verse 6 today. It says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's just take a moment this morning, but between some of our baptisms here, to just really look at this verse. First, he begins with this this idea of surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You have to kind of stop at the first word, surely. Surely what? That word kind of brings us back to what we already learned in Psalm 23. It makes us consider what we've already learned. So we've already learned because the Lord is his shepherd, because the Lord provides him peace and rest, because the Lord restores his soul, because the Lord is near, because the Lord protects, because the Lord provides, and because the Lord gives comfort, because of these things, then surely, that's what David says, then surely, confidently, confidently I can say that goodness and mercy will follow me the rest of my life. So you got to ask the question, how can David confidently say that? Not only because of what we've already learned in Psalm 23, but also because of who God is. Because of who God is. David can be confident to declare this verse because he knows who this, who that God is good and that God is merciful. He knows that. And how does he know that? Well, Exodus 34, 6 tells us that. In a time where God's people needed to know who God was, God himself declared that he is a God who is merciful, and he goes on to list, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and all of these different good things of life. And so in that text, God shares with his people, he's saying, listen, I am good and I am merciful. That's who he is. And that's what we can lean into today. David knows who God is. And because of that, he can be sure, he can be confident in the goodness and mercy of God. And we can today as well. We can be confident in that. And not only that, we can be confident that goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of our lives. I love this word, the follow me. Kind of picture yourself or kind of envision this idea of bodyguards. Who in here has ever thought it'd be cool to like go somewhere with bodyguards just for a day to like like a power move, like a flex move, right? Just me. And some of you are like, you're weird. 
So listen, think of like bodyguards as you walk in life. So you got goodness over here, you got mercy over here, and you're walking your life. But the kicker here is, is not where you don't get to walk where you want to go. Remember, Psalm 23 is all about who being the shepherd? The Lord. The Lord. And so the idea here is that as David is following the Lord as his shepherd, so he's not walking, just wandering around on his own, trying to figure it out on his own. He is following the Lord as his shepherd, but he also understands that the goodness of the shepherd and the mercy of the shepherd is also on his right and his left as his bodyguards following him as he leads, walks basically following the shepherds as he lives his life. Isn't that a beautiful picture? So our shepherd is good. Our shepherd is merciful. We follow him, but he also gives us his goodness and mercy to kind of back us up as we walk in life. Why does he do that? Well, it's because he also understands that as sheep, sheep like to stray sometimes. Sheep like to wander off. Sheep like to figure it out for themselves. And so the word follow me or the phrase can also be run after or pursue, Many people have this mentality about God that when we stray away from him, that he's going to be angry at us and kind of keep us away, be spiteful, and just be kind of set us aside and say, well, good, rid- good riddance, like get out of here. I don't need you. But that's not God. You see, God is good and he is merciful. So when we stray, guess what? Guess what runs after us? Guess what pursues us? His goodness. His mercy. So in this next week, when you stray a little bit, guess what? God's mercy is going to run right after you and kind of bring you right back into the fold and saying, hey, 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 come on, follow your shepherd. Follow your shepherd. He is good. He is merciful. And then the the next day when you're kind of walking away and you may fall into some sin, guess what? God's mercy comes in and says, hey, let's bring you back in. So not only do they just flank us on our right and left as our bodyguards, but they're also the ones to pursue us to come after us. And I talk about them as people, but really they're characteristics of who our God is. Goodness and mercy is who God is. It follows us and it pursues us in life. So let's talk about these words a little bit. First, this idea of goodness. What are we talking about goodness here? Well, the goodness here speaks of God's goodness and how that what he does is worthy of our approval. Now, I know for some of us in here, that's really difficult to to grasp because it's like, man, well, my life isn't easy. My life is not perfect. In fact, it's really hard. How can can I say that goodness follows me? How can I say goodness pursues me when my life is so terrible and so hard? Well, listen, God never promises us an easy life, does he? And in fact, the, the valleys we go through, much of the valleys we go to are products of sin and death, are products of the fall. The fact that God created everything good and saw that it was good, but yet sin entered this world, and, and that's what we're feeling. And so in the midst of the darkness, guess what? God's goodness comes and shines his light into our lives. And because of that, we can, we can give approval to all that God has done. In fact, that's what we've been doing this morning. We've been giving approval to God all morning. The fact that God saves, God does great things, we can build our life upon him. Right? We've been celebrating these, this idea that God's goodness found people in their darkest moments. God's goodness is there. And that's why Romans 8, 
A lot of you have heard this passage before, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Many of us have heard this passage when we don't want to hear it, right? It's usually after like someone dies in our life or we're going through a really hard time or a divorce or relational issues, whatever the case may be. And, and this is the last thing you want to hear, isn't it? You're like, hey, I know it's hard, but God works things all together for good for those who love him. You're like, oh my word, just let me talk. Just let me cry. You're like, just let me figure it out. It's the last thing we want to hear. And yet it's so true, isn't it? It's the last thing we want to hear, and yet it's so true in our lives. Listen, we go through valleys, we go through darkness, we go through suffering, we go through hard times, and yet the goodness of God is always present. Always present. We see it in their stories as well. I already mentioned it. This idea of darkness, this idea of walking our own path, and yet the goodness of God is there because God lavishes his goodness on us. It pursues us. It follows after us. And so that's the word goodness. Now let's talk about mercy a little bit. The word mercy, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. What is David talking about mercy? Well, mercy is this concept of loyal love or unfailing love, steadfast love, uh, this idea of covenantal love. Like, like God's love is unconditional for you and for me, for those who love him, those who follow him, the sheep who are his. And that's what the idea of mercy is. It's loyal love to his sheep. And that's what we see throughout scripture. And so this is mercy is where God promises to show us favor and kindness even when we are faithless, prideful, and selfish. Isn't that amazing? Even when we walk away from God, he lavishes this mercy upon us when we least deserve it in life, which none of us really do. You see, God shows us his loyal love, his mercy. We don't earn it or deserve it. It's only through Jesus Christ and Christ alone in which we receive it. That's what Jesus does. He turns the anger of the Father away from us, and it turns into loyal love for you and for me. And the amazing thing about mercy is that it never dries up. It never dries up. If you were here two weeks ago, we showed a video of a sheep just jumping right back into the ditch, okay? I've heard a lot of feedback on that. We'll try to figure that out later again, okay? But listen, there's a lot of connection there. Why? Because it's so true. So many of us in life are like the sheep where we just continue to just keep hopping into that ditch time after time after time, and we think at some point, surely God's just going to give up on us. At some point, surely God's just going to give up. He's not going to get us out of that ditch again. Surely. And yet, that's never the case. God's mercy never dries up. And that's what Charles Spurgeon says up here. If you look at the screens, God's mercy is so great that you may sooner drain the sea of its water or deprive the sun of its light than diminish the great mercy of God. Literally, you can drain the ocean. You can get rid of the sun's light before God's mercy will ever dry up in life. And that's a truth we can hold on to in life. That's a truth that we can lean into 
Surely goodness and mercy will follow me. And then he ends with this beautiful declaration here. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is a confident hope that David has in his God and his Lord and his shepherd. That when he enters into God's presence, that's what that word uh, the house of the Lord is the idea of God's presence. David has confidence that when he enters into God's presence, guess what? God's not going to like reject him. Because of his love and his faith in his God, God is going to accept him into his house in this life and in life eternal. You see, today, those being baptized are declaring the same thing. Those being baptized are making the same declaration. They, they are saying the same thing. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. They can confidently claim that because they know it's true in their hearts. You see, they are declaring their faith and trust in Jesus. They know that he is with them. They know that he protects them. They know that he provides for them, comforts them, chosen them, and they know that they are welcomed in the family of God. But the real question today is, do you? Do you believe that? Do you know that? That's a question every single one of us in this room have to come to grips with at some point in our lives. Do I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins and rose again three days later in victory so that I may have life and life to the full, as John 10, 10 says. Do you believe that Jesus is your shepherd and that goodness and mercy are following you, pursuing you all the days of your life? Do you believe that you can enter into his presence with confidence because of what Jesus has done for you? That's the question you need to ask yourself in life. So just like we started this message series, just by reading Psalm 23, I'm going to read it again for us today. And I just want you to listen to the words as we focus on this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Like I said before, today is a day where if you want to be baptized and you think the Spirit's working in your heart, we're about to sing another song right now. Now would be a great time when everybody's standing to kind of walk out, head to the Welcome Center, talk with Rick out there, and really see if God's moving. And we'd love to see you up here. Okay? The waters are open. What's God doing in your heart? Would you stand with us as we continue to worship today?